You're listening to The Ramble Room. Sure are. Well, you got a story Why did me? you go Australian? I don't know. I felt like it. You're all listening it, to The Ramble Room. because we were watching Robert Mannion? Yeah, I love that man. Um, hi. Hello. Okay. Good day. Okay, go on. I'm trying to think of like a story that has anything to do with Xenon the sequel. Well, you don't have to necessarily think of that. Um, you could just tell a fun story. Um, uh, okay. Um, so a, I got myself a Christmas present um, <laughs> last year. What? And it was, to, I got to talk to my favorite actor. Oh, hmm. I wonder who that is. Uh, Zachary Levi. Um, but the reason I bring this up is because this movie is called Xenon the Sequel, and he was in a movie called Alvin and the Chipmunks the Squeakquel. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the correlation. That is your connecting. That's thing. my correlation. Yeah, but I got to talk to him. I. What's funny is that everybody that knows me knows that I'm obsessed with the guy, and everybody was shocked. They told me afterward, they were like, I'm so surprised that you kept it together. And I was like, why didn't you warn me before that you thought I would pass out and die from speaking two words to the guy? They were all like, I'm so surprised that you held your <laughs> your shit together. And I was like, yeah. I didn't think you would pass out or die. And then a couple other people were like, why did you pick those questions? And I was like, because <laughs> those were what were important to me. I asked him if he liked the movie Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Sue oh, me for it. Well, I doubt he's getting asked those qu- questions any other time. He's probably right. getting asked the same 10 questions each time. Right. He probably gets asked about Shazam, Chuck, and Tangled all day. So I asked him about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and Alvin in the Gym amongst the Squeakquel. And you know what? He laughed. And that is all that really mattered. <laughs> I told him that I loved him and uh, I made him laugh. And uh, that was it. That's all I cared about. And um, whenever I'm really sad, <laughs> I just watch that video again. You just pull up that video clip. I do. Of him saying my name on automatic smiles. It's great. Anyway, so I guess that's my story for for this episode. All right, cool. Now you know a little bit more about Ariana and her obsession with Zachary Levi Pugh. You know what we watched? We watched, is this the first sequel that we have (laughs) come across yet? You said, you know what we watched? And I've said (laughs) Zion the sequel like three times. Yeah, sorry. But... I think it's, it is the first sequel. This is the first sequel we've encountered. There will be several. But ooh, jumping ship is coming up, baby. <laughs> Let's go. The zine on the sequel. Here's the synopsis. My one sentence pitch. Love it. A mischievous 15-year-old girl living on a space station helps a group of homeless aliens. Whoa. So this is... <laughs> so this takes place two years Quite literally, because it came out in 2001. This is the first 2001 movie as well. Yep. We did it. <clears throat> we made it. <laughs> and uh, and she also is two years older, so she's 15 now instead of 13. We love consistency. <laughs> Here's a fun fact about this movie. Is that the Disney Channel original series Lizzie McGuire premiered after this film's premiere. That is a fun fact. Right? It kind of puts into perspective, you know. How old this is? How old this movie is, but also the we are. the first Xenon was two years before Lizzie McGuire. I, as a kid, like associated Lizzie McGuire with one of the first things, which it kind of was. It was one of the first si- series on Disney Channel. I feel like there were more Disney Channel original movies before there were Disney Channel shows. 
almost positive because I think even Stevens was one of the first ones. Dude, I don't know. I wasn't <laughs> alive during that period of time. Well, this also says that this is the only Xenon film where Raven Simone does not play Nebula. She is replaced oh. by Shadia Simmons, who but is in Color of Friendship wait, and wait, 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 wait. Quince. So she comes back in the third one? I guess so. Unless they're just saying the character of Nebula isn't in the third one, which I'll be pissed if that's the case. What what happened to Nebula then? <laughs> well, okay, she did what? get ejected in this one, so who knows? Yeah, uh. but she came back. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, those are my little fun facts on this movie that I had come across. All right, so let's just dive right in okay. like a pool. Well, the year is now 2051. Did you know that? I'll be alive then. God willing and the creek don't rise, you know what I mean? What? <laughs> I'll be 52 then. In 2051, from... <laughs> I'll be 52. Hopefully I'm alive, you know? Hopefully I'm living up in space with Xenon. Okay. Well, Actually, no. I would I would rather be Aunt Judy down on Earth. Yeah, I, I don't want to live in space. No. Xenon is now two years older. Uh, she's none the wiser about the dangers of meddling. That's what it says. Like, because, like, you know, like scrap metal ink? No meddling it's, that was a little goof for you guys it's the thing of like look it's kind of the Sharpay I know what meddling idea. is I know what I'm saying it's the Sharpay idea of look at the end of the movie she learned her lesson and she's nice now and then the beginning of the movie it's like she's mean again or sort of mean well that's what I said about um Margie I was like I hope they don't do that in the third one where because Margie and her butt heads in the first one they butt heads towards the beginning of the second one and then they're friends by the end and I said to Melissa if they do a Sharpay thing and Margie comes back and she's mean again I, I'm I not gonna stand I'm not going to be I'm happy. not gonna be a, a Xenon stand I'm tired of them doing that and look they've done this with Xenon she didn't learn her lesson she's still fucking things up in space right well, she well, starts she's playing. not she's no not. she is because no. she Ariana, she went with Nebula. She went with Nebula. They're playing this game, not realizing that the game's oh. repercussions. They're making right. things fall out of the ship, out into space, floating chairs, Listen. floating craft, spacecraft. It's like, that's dangerous. Listen. They're playing Pong. You ever seen that game? No. They're playing <laughs> Pong, but it just so happens that the, the, the doors are connected to this Pong game. So, really, it was their fault for making it look like Pong. I mean, I guess she didn't really understand that the way this game was working is that it's actually affecting the spaceship. Right. Like in the first so, one, she was like, ooh, let's sneak and I'm going to go into space. Float outside the space. Right. In this one, she was like, look at this fun game, Nebula. And then yeah. and then he was like, I lost my favorite shoe. Yeah. Which, why do you have one shoe that's your favorite? <laughs> that's a little odd. My I, one favorite, my favorite shoe is my left. Like I, I look at all my shoes and I go, oh, I like those because I wear those the most. I don't look at the left one and go, you're the shit, and the right one, <laughs> you're a piece of crap. Like, you yeah. are shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is a little weird. Commander Plank? More like com Commander Stank. <laughs> you're an idiot. I noted that the CGI has not improved in the two no, years. if anything, it's gotten worse. <laughs> yeah, it almost looks worse. It looks somehow chunkier. <laughs> I say that about a lot of CGI, I feel. Like, I say that CGI feels chunky. Yeah. Because... It's one of those things where if I were to poke it, like it looks like if you poked it, it wouldn't feel great. Right. It would feel like you were squishing <laughs> chunky peanut butter in your fingers or Ugh. like touching like slime that has like those uh, like styrofoam cute. Like, you know what I mean? I just, mm -hmm. No. No. Well, phloam. <laughs> <laughs> if you will. 
I remember Floam. Oh, I loved Floam. <laughs> so maybe it's a good thing that the CGI is chunky. I don't know. Well, anyway. I also noted I'm still loving, I love Xenon's new hair. It looks cute, I think. She's got short hair in this one. She just doesn't have bangs. Yeah, but, you know, she got her- Of course you stand no bangs. You got rid of yours. No, I'm just saying, I think her short hair is cute. She's such a bias. No, it doesn't have to do with the bangs. It has to do with mm. her length. She cut her hair short. She's got like the Rachel cut going on. She she just looks older. They both, a lot of them hit puberty real quick. And I was like, Whoa. Yeah, I mean, it happens. But uh, I still love the style of all the clothes. I know you disagreed with me on the well, first movie. I loved the style in the first one, too. Well, the only thing I have to say about this one is Xenon wears this outfit that looks like the white chicks when (laughs) What's-His-Face is putting on the, like, silver jacket and pink shirt in the dressing room. (laughs) And she's like, oh, honey, you have to suck in. And she comes in and she tries to help him in. The one outfit she wears looks exactly like that outfit. Where, like, the silver jean pants are too tight. Yeah, and then there's, like, the skin-tight, like, pink shirt underneath and then the silver jacket to complement the pants. It's that outfit exactly. Well, we find out, you know, Xenon gets in trouble. So she gets in trouble for playing that game with Nebula by Commander Plank. He's like, Xenon, you haven't learned your lesson, so I'm making you work in our alien patrol lab. It's the AP lab. Yeah. And she Is that what it stands for? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm such a I didn't pay attention apparently. Well, you thought she was taking AP English? I was like, what? The? I was like, they have like a study? No. <laughs> alien aliens? patrol lab. So it's like AP aliens? I don't know. She goes down there and comes comes across Orion, who's a new character. Who I kept calling Brian. But he mm-hmm. plays a character in Stepsister from Planet Weird. He plays the dumb guy. And I can't remember if his I name don't is Brian his name. or not. I don't remember his name. So I can't help you there. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Well, Ariana's going to look that up. So she gets sentenced to this, you know, kind of, it's her form of, I guess, a punishment where she's got to do this alien patrol, um, switching shifts with Orion. And she's not happy about that. She goes back to her parents. Both of her parents are completely new actors. The dad is the dad, um, Sharpay and Ryan's dad from High School Musical. Mr. Evans! Yeah. <laughs> and we... We find out the mom still has her stress helmet. Um, I feel like the stress helmet's somewhat improved visual effects wise, but still is a weird thing. And Xenon, she's her world's kind of crumbling down, so she gets in trouble. Greg breaks up with her, and she's not. I like that she's not that affected by Greg breaking up with her. She's just like, um, I kind of saw this coming. It wasn't going to work out because we're way too far away from each other. So she's over Greg pretty quickly. But then she finds out, you know, Protozoa is no longer performing. Protozoa has secluded himself in his home and he he's not planning to release any new music. So that's a bummer. And then we find out that the ship, the space station, is now under new command of General Hammond. He's assigned to the station after the whole, what were their names? Wyndham and Lutz. After Wyndham and Lutz ruined everything yeah. last time. So he's the new command. And we also find out this space station is starting to deteriorate. There are parts of it that aren't going to last long. His name wasn't Brian. His name 
His name was Cutter. Oh my gosh, that's so far far from what you thought and what I thought. I thought it was a more normal name than that. We should have but... known it was a stupid thing like Cutter. Uh, anyway, I will say, I like that they made him like stupid in that one movie, but smart in this one. Yeah, he's... Like Orion was, true. was a smart character. Cutter was an idiot. So like he has range. I like yeah. that, that he has range. That's true. So the spaceship, it's starting to deteriorate because they're going out of orbit. <laughs> and pretty soon they're going to have to start deporting people from the space station, from that to Earth, because I think the weight is also not helping. They're basically trying to make the space station smaller because it can't survive when they're it's out, out of orbit. orbit. Yeah. And so I think we find out later on that he's basically trying to, he's going to section off every, he's going to send every section back down to Earth. Yeah, I think like the so. the commander guy. Not Commander Blank, but the guy who's in charge of Commander General Blank. Hammond. General. General. Um, anyway, he's going to strip it all down just so it's the core. So only like people who are managing the ship can live on it. Yeah. Which is like, the, what's the point in having that up? They just take the whole thing down. That's right. dumb, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and when we find out, General Hammond has a special mission for Xenon. And he says, I want you to look after my daughter. And we find out the daughter is... Is Margie. Margie, 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 Marge. Now, my first thought was, wait, I thought Margie and Xenon were cool now from the last, the end no, of the first movie. That wasn't my assumption. But she seemed like she was a little bit cooler. She wasn't as mean. No. You don't really see Margie towards the end of the movie. But she's still not mean towards the end when she's helping them get to their space shuttle. I remember. She's, she's helping Greg. I guess. She's not helping Xenon. I thought, at least I thought there was potential for Margie to be nice, which we find out is pretty true. Sort of, you know? She yes. ends up being nice. So now Xenon is very upset. She's now having to take care of Margie. Baby, Look after her. And Margie is not making her job easy. She's being... A stubborn little bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny too because like... Well, she's I, guess making... I guess it's not funny because she's she basically is, is threatening, blackmailing Xenon. Yeah. She's like, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to tell my dad that um, your family and your quadrant needs to go back to Earth. Right. Because Margie knows how much Xenon loves space. Yeah. So then it's kind of like Xenon has to do everything she says. It's almost like Ella Enchanted. <laughs> yeah. Where Ella does everything that the stepsisters tell her to. Mm -hmm. Except for Xenon's not under a spell. She's just under blackmail. Right. <laughs> and I'd say the worst part of it is that then Margie proceeds to kind of steal Nebula, her best friend. Yeah. Pretty all much of all, of, all of Xenon's friends that she had. They're now not. And Nebula didn't. It's not like Nebula's mean. No. But Nebula is hanging out with the girl who's being mean to her friend, which I can see how that would be hurtful. Yeah, but it's also, um, so because Xenon has to go to the AP lab all the time, she doesn't have time to hang out with her friend right. either. So she can't really say, hey, why don't you just hang out with me? Why are you hanging right. out with her? Because she can't really say that. Right. But it's like, Nebula, you see how many people are on this ship? And do you also see, like, Margie being a bitch to your best friend? Why are you get it. sticking Margie's by her? Margie's got the cool gadget. She's got the iPad. She's got all the, the hologram cool stuff. TV. 
I love how some of these gadgets are like, ooh, it's like a hologram. And, mm-hmm. and then others are like, hey, look at these wood blocks that everybody had that you could fold in <laughs> yeah. to different shapes. Yeah, I made a note of that, that she's playing with that wood block that I don't know how best to describe this item. And I don't know if they it's, have a name. It's a square that when you fold it out, it turns into a rectangle. You fold it the other way, it's a rectangle. You fold it. In, but it's, it's a different picture on each It has different each pictures thing. on each side. You know what we're talking about. And if you don't, you aren't a 90s kid. <laughs> or early 2000s. You just don't know. So suck it! This just calls it a custom photo cube. A photo cube? Well, you could probably just call it a photo cube. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a type of cube that folds in on itself in different ways, in different directions, and there's different pictures on it. Yeah. Super cool. You could, you could probably make it yourself. With yeah, a, probably. With, with some blocks. <laughs> I don't tape. know if they sell it anywhere anymore. I know you can make it with tape because I've seen them do it on TikTok. Oh, well, there you go. So anyway, at one point she's playing with that block. So then there's also this weird, there's this weird montage of Margie ordering Xenon around. At one point she like is supposed to be painting her toenails and they do a close-up shot of Margie's feet. And I'm like, I don't want a close-up shot of Margie's feet. This is weird. And then she paints glue on her toenails, and apparently that makes her socks stick to her toenails. And <laughs> that is so thing. just not this, true. This is so what is it would be dried glue. What, it wouldn't stick. Right. What kills me is what is the logic in that? Is anytime somebody does that in a movie where they add glue to something, I go, okay. And it's usually like Elmer's like <laughs> yeah. basic Elmer's glue. glue. Is so flaky. It's like if you don't put that on paper, I'm sorry. It, it would have dried before she put her socks on <laughs> because you don't put your socks on wet nail polish no. unless you're a psychopath. Yeah, who does that? So it didn't make any sense. None of that made sense. It kind of bothered me. It really bothered me. <laughs> so then Xenon, while she's in Alien Patrol Lab, she comes across this weird sound. She calls it a zum. Yeah, it's like zum, zum, zum. <laughs> but it's just one zum. Oh, okay. The first time. So the first time it's just zum. It's just zum. And Xenon's concerned. She calls she down says, Orion. You need to get down here at warp speed. <laughs> she, no, that's Commander Plank, she calls. She says, problem major, Commander Plank. And Plank and Orion I come down you, there. She says, and I quote, I need you to rock it down here. Oh, warp yeah. speed. Rocket. <laughs> you need to rock it down here, warp speed. It's like, uh, <laughs> all ass right now. And they. Both Orion and Plank are like, um, this isn't that big of a deal. This kind of just seems like the normal random sound wave you'd get out in space. Yeah. Xenon's more concerned about it than anyone else. And then everyone on the ship starts making fun of her going, oh, Xenon thinks there's aliens. Which then my mind is going, you live in space, bitch. (laughs) How do you not even come across or think, oh, yeah, there's aliens out here for sure. Why would your mind not, not go there? How well, is think, that a crazy thought? Well, think of all the people on Earth right now that don't think aliens exist. I guess. It's not really that much different. If you've never seen them, yeah. just because you live in space doesn't mean you see weird things all the time. Yeah, but I still feel like... It's not like Star like, Wars. I still feel like if you're out in space, you your mind is not thinking, I'm probably going to see new things out here that I wouldn't see on Earth. Probably, but <laughs> they've also been up there for however many years. And haven't come across them? Yeah, right. I guess. <clears throat> Well, after a while, you go, well, I guess this is it. Look at yeah. us. Do you know how many creatures are in the deep sea? I don't yeah, want to know. Yeah, that's true. That is true. There's more, you know, species are and different types of animals are discovered all the time. The deep sea scares me. Yeah, it is pretty terrifying. No, thank you. 
Well, we spend all this time exploring space and hardly any exploring the deep right. sea. Well, it's on. probably because people are also well, terrified of going down there. I think it's harder, too, because when you yeah. get to a certain depth, oxygen doesn't work. Yeah, it's almost like <laughs> you have to come up with a submarine that's like rocket ship level technology. That's where, like thick. Yeah, like you can go can down damage. down to that low of a pressure while still being safe. We yeah. are off on a okay, random sorry, tangent. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But. Well, Xenon keeps insisting that this zum sound is weird yep. and it's not normal. So she, she she goes back to the AP lab again and she hears it again, but this time it's three zums and it's zum 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 and but she goes to her room. Remember, she's in her room and she's got her little iPad and she's kind of playing That's after around. She's banned from the AP lab because she brings it up to Commander Plank again, and him and Orion are like, no. And Commander's like, oh, and then the main guy, the general, he's like, this isn't a thing. And so she gets banned from the AP lab. So then she mm. goes to her room with her little tablet and gets another signal because <laughs> she's hacked into it. Because she's like, no, I'm curious about it. I'm not going to give up. Then she hears it, that it again. And she's like, why does that sound so familiar? Zum, zum, zum. Meanwhile, Melissa and I, after at the first this, zum, were oh like. Oh, my gosh. At this point, I went. Fuck no, we are not doing this. Yeah, but we both we both were like I was like, no. We had no. different we had different theories. Mine was that he was lodged into space and they had to go save <laughs> Protozoa who was just singing. Because there was zoom, this whole zoom. you know, the whole thing about he's secluded he's himself and he's missing and he's not performing anymore. So it's like Protozoa is stuck in space. Yeah, that was my theory. <laughs> what was yours? Mine was that it was aliens. The aliens are just well, I just thought the aliens are just singing that song because you just thought that the aliens were big protozoa fans. <laughs> yeah, I thought the aliens are singing that song because you know they were in space when he was touring in space. I don't know. Right. So my theory made more sense, but guess which one the movie went with, <laughs> Melissa's. But mine still wasn't technically the right wasn't a hundred percent right. There was a reason they're singing but, zoom zoom zoom. But boom, that's boom, what boom. that's what Xenon thought too. Yeah, Xenon thought the same thing as you. I'm and, unique. <laughs> and because Xenon comes to this conclusion, she says, uh, "I gotta get down to Earth and try and locate Protozoa, so he he they can, the aliens can meet him, and then the aliens can stop bothering us." Yeah. <laughs> and my my question is, are the aliens really bothering them? They're just making sounds in space, like God forbid. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Why can't the aliens be fans and sing along to songs? Yeah, that'd be like if I was singing in my backyard and my neighbor just went, shut the frick up. And I'd be like, <laughs> watch your mouth, man. So Xenon is making this plan to... Making her way down, down. <laughs> making her way to Earth. So Xenon is making this plan to go down to Earth. And she tells Nebula her plan. And at this point, Nebula and her have made up about that whole dispute they had about Margie. Well, yeah, because ne ne we find out Nebula is moving to Earth. She's being deported with her family to Earth. And they are not happy about this because they Nebula really hasn't been to Earth. And Xenon was, at least went once. Yeah, and this was after a big fight between the two of them. Yeah. And it, Xenon was like, I don't care anymore. She was like, I love you. You're my best friend. And it was really sentimental and really sweet and relatable as hell. So Nebula... As she's traveling down, she also is aware that Xenon's kind of uh, hidden herself into the cargo. You know, we get to the airport. Things are being delivered. Nebula and her family are being taken to their house. And then we see the case that Xenon's been hiding in. And she tips herself over. The case opens up. 
And lo and behold, who came with her? Margie. <laughs> and Margie once again blackmails her saying, so we find out Margie had left a video for her dad saying that Xenon kidnapped her and forced her to come to Earth with her. And I don't know what her reason was. Like, what was Xenon's reason? What was Xenon's reason for going to Earth? I guess I'm saying, what was Margie coming up with saying, Xenon's forced me to go to Earth, why? She didn't. She just said that she's been kidnapped. And, oh, okay. Um, she's like, Xenon said that if I didn't go, she would uh, hurt me or, and <laughs> you and whatever. So she comes up with this big Which, lie. of course, Commander or General believes. Yeah. But Margie, what does she tell Xenon then? I... I I think she said she that says, she says you are the one that always goes on adventures. Yeah, I never get to, so I'm coming along with you on this one. Yeah, it was dumb, but yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So the girls end up finding Aunt Judy, and Aunt Judy she communicates with the parents because now General Zod. <laughs> What is his name? Oh, General Hammond, after this video, goes to Xenon's parents and says, your daughter has kidnapped my daughter. You're like, deep shit. You're, they're like, you're crazy. We're playing chess. She's in her room. And they go knock on the door from She's the She's come inside. up with this little trap thing. It's a little bit like uh, Agent Cody Banks when, he, when the brother's under the blanket. <laughs> so the parents get this video message from Aunt Judy. And Aunt Judy confirms with them, hey, your kid is fine. She's come down here to locate Protozoa because she thinks the aliens want to meet Protozoa. And Judy's like, and I believe her. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to help her locate him. So they find out that he's like, where is he? He's in Brazil or something? He's in like the jungle. He's on an island. I don't know where he in is. In the woods of it. <laughs> well, wherever he Living is. Living at large. I mean, sounds like a dream, you know? Yeah, they track him down at this, like, luxurious house that he's living in the middle of the jungle or forest or whatever. He's still British. He's still got wonderful eyes. <laughs> um, He still has his spiky hair. Yes. Thank God, though, at the end of the movie, he doesn't have it and makes my life a lot better. When they finally locate Protozoa, before they get to his house, that's when Xenon finds out Margie, what Margie actually said to her dad. And they're... They're talking and arguing. Xenon says, why do you do this? Why are you so mean? Margie explains, well, I don't really have any friends and no one actually likes me, even though you well, say that they do. And that's what's funny, too, is Margie was like, you actually listen to me? She was like, you you think that my, what I say has any bearing on your life type of thing? Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess they're trying to make us feel bad for Margie, but I don't feel bad for her. She's mean. You don't get a pass for being mean just because you think no one's listening to you. That's bullshit. <laughs> but I also side with Margie on it, too. Like, Xenon, why do you give a shit why, what Margie thinks? You see her once every millennium. Well, yeah, but still. Just doesn't saying. give you an excuse to be an asshole. Oh, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> then they go back. <laughs> then they go back and they are they try to get into Protozoa's house. But he's got a barrier that tickles your barrier. legs. Yeah. So, so Xenon's just standing there going... <laughs> It's really weird. And then Margie's like, what the hell? So she starts walking forward and then she's like, oh, why didn't you warn me? And she was like, I couldn't, I was laughing. So then they're like laughing together yeah. after they've had this heart to heart. So obviously they're going to be best friends by and the end. good old Protozoa comes out. Protozoa's like, hey girls, hey Xenon, what you doing? He goes, Xenon car. And then he lets them in his house and 
of course he's he's pals with Xenon, but Margie is starstruck. So Margie's sitting in the back just like with her Ooh. mouth hanging open. What? Starstruck. I can't wait. Oh my gosh, Harry. <laughs> so they're talking to him. He says, I've had writer's block and I just, I'm so depressed because I feel like I can't top myself after Supernova Girl. Like that's yeah, he's like he's like I can't I can't tour again because I've already performed in space. How can I top that? How can I top that? That's top not content. I can't do it. All the pressures of a pop star, you know. So then Xenon convinces him by saying, "Hey, if you come to space with us, you'll actually get to perform for aliens. You'll have alien fans. Who else can say they have that and have performed for aliens?" And he's like, "You know what, ladies." You're you, right. You bring up a great point. And he uh, he agrees to go with them. Yeah. Hello, my name is Joseph Trude, but you can just call me Trude. And I'm Trudy. And you're listening to QVCHS and NBC, ABC, the AF. Wow, that was really intense. Yes, it was because I had to fart and I wanted to cover it up. What? That's what you just did? Yes. Oh my gosh. I know, impressive, right? All right, so today I'm I've not got impressed by that, Trudy. I'm disgusted. I could slit a man's throat before I s- listen to you fart. I have. Allegedly. Ad- I have allegedly slit a man's throat. Before listening to my fart. Anyway, um, the product I have today is you're never going to believe it is fresh out the market. Is it really? Like most well, of that's our new. products. I mean, that's new for us. Usually we have things that are old. You're you know, such a joker through Old it. products? Well, today's product is lotion. Lotion? I've never heard of that before. What the hell is that? It is a cream okay. that you put on your hands. Okay, where the fuck is this going? make them soft. Okay. It's like for, you know how you have dry hands? You just made me really nervous. Okay, what? Dry hands? Yeah. You have dry hands. You fuck? could really use this lotion. Why are you being so mean to me? I don't have dry hands. You've got dry hands. You know why I have dry hands? Because I'm wearing gloves all the time. You want to know why I'm wearing gloves all the time? I can't tell you. Legally, I'm legally bound not to tell you. Well, through the I know. I've no, had, you don't. Start... You don't know, Trudy. Remember? <clears throat> right. But I've also had to start recently wearing gloves as well. Oh, really? For, I didn't for know For reasons that. that I also legally cannot say. But it it is... It is um, yes. So lotion for your hands, it will make them soft instead of dry and cracked. You know how like sometimes they get cracked and it's like bleeding? It's a terrible experience. Yeah, I've had that before. Lotion? Say goodbye. But what does it do? What does lotion do? Makes your hands soft. Makes How your legs soft. How does it do that? Makes it's a cream. What? What's the difference between cream or me soaking my hands in water? What the hell is the difference? Well, water will make them more dry. Why? I know, right? It's weird. What is lotion made out of, Judy? Did you do any research on this item? Um. No. Oh my god, Judy, you are the worst spokesperson ever. Why do we even have you on this show? You want me gone? No. That's what I thought. Okay. Now, well, I guess we settled that argument. No. What? Do you want to guess how much this product goes for? I know. Why do you I, always I make know. me guess? Trudy. I know, but Trudy, you should know by now that that is so annoying to me. When you ask me to guess the price, this isn't the price is fucking right. This is the price is up to you. You tell me the price, Trudy. I'm done. Just tell me. 
Well, for like a bottle, it's like a dollar. A dollar? Well, how big is the bottle of lotion, Trudy? It's like travel size. Give me diameter. Give me dimensions. You ever seen a travel size uh, toothpaste? I said I want exact dimensions. You ever seen a travel size toothpaste? Yeah. It's a little bit bigger than that. That's not a dimension. You have to give me height, it's, weight, Okay, it's size, 3D. Or age. It's 3D. Hair color. It's 3D. Eye color. It's 3D. What the hell? How is 3D? You're it's a dimension. actual dimension? You are such an idiot, Trudy. I swear to God, I'm going to no. kill you. What? I am such a good comedian. I'm so funny. That was a good joke. Yeah, well, I'm about to make my fist in your face 4D. I'm confused by that joke, but... It wasn't a joke. It was a threat. Nay, a promise. Well, I feel turned on. What? (laughs) Trudy, we... We are never, ever, 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 ever getting together. You know that, right? Oh my goodness, are you Taylor Swift? Exactly. Taylor Swift is... The bird that I put on a pedestal above all the other bird singers. She you know what? You know what singer T I put Swift. on a bird's pedal? What? Do you Did know you what? just say pedal? It's pedestal, Trudy. Pedal sounds like something that happens when you talk too fast. Which is accurate because it is a word that happened when I was talking too fast. You know what singer I put on a pedal? <laughs> what do you put on a pedal, Trudy? What do you put on I your pedal? Say pedestal, Indrudy. Doc, um, do you want to know which singer I put on pedal? What do you put on the pedal? Hmm? Do you have a bicycle instead of a pedestal? What no, birdie singer do you, do want, you put do you on your pedals? Bird singer I put on my pedals. What do you put on your pedals, Trudy? No, not what, who. Who? What bird? Is the, it a Tweet T-Swift? Is it an Evanescence bird? What is it? It's an Adele bird. An Adele bird? Ah, oh, that's pretty good. She's no T-Swift. Well, T-Swift is no Adele. You know what? We can agree that they are both their own singular singers, aren't they? Yes, they you are singular singers. You can't really singers. compare them. They're both great, right? Yes, so you can get the lotion at backslash through the I'm going to come out with my own lotion brand. Do you know that bottles of lotion? It's going to be called T-Swift. <laughs> bottles oh, it goes on swiftly? Exactly. Smoothly and swiftly. Can't really do that with Adele. Makes a great Christmas giftly. Do you know that lotion bottles, the top of them, pretty sharp? What? I want to try to use that to know. You're saying it's just a big toothpaste tube? I, no, I, the, the tops of the lotions, they're kind of sharp. I want to try and use that later. Oh. I see what you're saying. We can talk about that once we're done recording. Well, we're going to have to talk about that once we're done. We can't talk about it on air, Trudy. You fucking idiot. I'm sorry. Anyway, get this product at backslash through the trade. And, and look for my new lotion brand, T-Swiftly. And everything is on sale. 50% off. What? Yes, we're having a big, big sale. Hold on. Hold the fuck on. Are you saying we're going out of business? No. Oh, my God. It's just a promotional sale. You just scared the absolute shit out of me. Trudy, Trudy. We're we're saying everything's 50% off, but we're just charging double. Oh. Now, you know if we ever go 75 or 80% off, people will know we're closing. Well, we'll we'll never close because we are too good to close. Oh, that's a relief. I don't have any other jobs lined up. (sighs) 
we still have to replace Suzanne. Anyway, back to the podcast. Programmed. All right, let's just like get through it because I got to go to bed to get to work tomorrow. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Um. So do you want to explain what happened to Commander Plank on the ship? So Commander Plank basically is saying, hey, we have to go get Xenon. I, th- I don't know that Margie. he says that to the general. I think maybe he co- he tries to come up with another excuse and general finds out he's lying. Oh, okay. I really don't remember what happened I think, with him. I so. think Commander's like, hey, I want to go to Earth to see my girlfriend, Judy. Judy. And General's like, oh, yeah. And then he finds out he's lying. And he's like, okay, you're going to go into solitary confinement. Because Plank's really trying to go help Xenon, Judy, and all of them. Right. And and meanwhile, gotcha. General is like sending people down to Earth and um, whatever to find his daughter and save her from Xenon. Right. So there's like military generals, other like military officers who are after Xenon. There's a guy who's standing post at um the parents' door so they can't leave. Right. The parents are now like trapped. We mean Xenon's parents are now yeah. trapped. And then a general like comes to Nebula's house, mm-hmm. questions Nebula's mom and then Nebula. Where is Xenon? Even though Nebula technically knows, she yeah. doesn't say anything, but then she goes and finds Aunt Judy. And Aunt Judy and her are kind of waiting to meet up with uh, with Xenon, Protozoa, and Margie. So they all meet up on this, like, beach. <laughs> and they're yeah. waiting for some type of shuttle or something to pick them up. Yeah. <clears throat> because Commander Plank was supposed to come get them, and last they heard, he was. Right. So then we go, we're back up in space. Mom and Dad are arguing because Dad can't leave because... Yep. I don't know why he's a pussy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Maybe he just really doesn't know how to fly. I think the mom has some flying experience. Okay. And he has none. And the mom is terrified of flying now. Yeah. Like she, she, ever since they've been in space, she's never been back to earth. She would rather yeah. not ever go back. But she, she has to, cause she has to go save her kid. Because Commander Plank can't come. Yep. So, um. She goes in the like, this like orbital waste <laughs> ship. It. It's, it's not kind good of like, looking. Yeah, it's just kind of a junky ship that no one's going to use. And so obviously she doesn't. Can she use take it. Orion with her. Yes, she takes Orion with her. So Orion comes. I don't know if maybe he's able to navigate because he's been in the AP lab for so long. <laughs> he's, he's able a genius. To, yeah, he's able to kind of direct her where to go to get to Earth. Didn't maybe? they decipher a map out of the zoom zoom zoom? They deciphered yes. that little green map. Oh, that's right. So and he can read it. Oh, what that's dumb, right. What a dumb plot hole. We plot forgot point. we forgot about that situation where Xenon reaches out to Orion. She sends him, you the know, file. those files and he deciphers it and finds out that There's the a aliens, map. yeah, the aliens have sent a hidden map like navigational charts to find where they are. Yeah, because they also are kind of lost. Yeah. As we said, they're homeless aliens, so they they've been kicked out of their home and so that's kind of their guide to find the aliens. Yeah. So the plan is that Xenon, Xenon's mom, Orion, Protozoa, Nebula, Aunt Judy, Judy Margie, Margie are all going to be in, in the spaceship waste going, ship. going to take Protozoa to go perform for aliens. So then the mom shows up on the plane on this ship. Her spaceship thing is unstable as hell. And she somehow lands without crushing anyone's face. Everyone gets on this ship. They go towards the moon 
because the aliens apparently are actually near the moon based on these navigational charts. Yeah. So they get to the moon and then they let the aliens on board. The alien is just like a wave, a butterfly wave. No, the alien ship is a stingray. Yeah, basically. A rainbow colorful stingray. It's a see-through blue and purple sea ray. Yeah. Stingray. Then this weird mist comes into the ship and tries to talk to them. Yep. And the only person who can interpret is Xenon <laughs> because she goes, I don't know how. I just I just know. It's like they they put their words in my brain. She's like Harry Potter when he can speak parcel tongue and doesn't know it. Yeah. She can just communicate with aliens now telepathically. So they're telling her things in her brain. I said, this is like the movie Arrival. Ariana hasn't seen this movie, but if you have, then you'll know it's exactly like Arrival. Yeah. Where the aliens communicate in her head with her. It's dumb. To show her the future. But yeah. And then we come to find out that they don't give a shit about Protozoa. (laughs) Yeah. They're just like, we wanted to, we needed a way to communicate because we are lost in space and we need help to get back to our home planet. They were specifically trying to get Xenon's attention. Yeah. Somehow they know Xenon's a Protozoa fan. That's a little weird. No, she was on national TV. Oh. Or global TV. Um, still, the aliens are watching TV? The alien is a fucking stingray mist. How is it watching TV? This is the same gas bubble thing. How is a gas bubble doing anything but floating around? How does it go to school? What are they doing? They just float. So what is this mist alien doing watching TV? I don't know. It was Whatever. It was broadcast everywhere because it was a big deal that a guy <laughs> okay. was going into space and that uh, this girl could be part of the music video. <laughs> yeah, they reveal they've been lost. It says they've been lost in space for three years and they need... Oh, they need the ship's navigational charts as well to get home. Oh my gosh. And then and then Orion turns around and he goes, <clears throat> why didn't they just take it to begin with? And the alien says, it's better. It's, it's not polite to take things without asking. You're an alien made of mist. <laughs> Nobody would know. <laughs> Ariana just turned off her mic. <laughs> They thought it. It's what it's is this? Not polite Z- to steal. Yeah. Okay. I'm, thanks for the moral of the story, you but, bitch. I'm sorry. Yeah. I have no idea. It's, it's a really stupid dumb. way to do it. It's dumb. It's stupid. <laughs> it's like yes, maybe this is the moral of the story. Stealing is wrong. Okay. <laughs> thanks, Miss. But it's person. not even that. It's not even that stealing is wrong. It's like it's not polite to take things without asking. Yeah. It's like what is this? A movie for a four year old who's learning manners. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Melissa, we're grown women <laughs> watching children's movies. I'm just saying it's yes. like what is the this? moral of the story is be <laughs> nice and share your crayons. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's don't take that purple crayon from Timmy without asking politely. That's what it is. Who's Timmy? <laughs> <laughs> Timmy is who you went to school with and shared crayons with. I didn't go to school with a Timmy. Did you? Mm, uh, I knew a Tim. You knew a Tim. I knew a Tim. Not in elementary school. Mm, so still. There's still Timmys out there. Who cares? Whatever. Why are we talking about Timmy? I don't know. Wrap it up. <laughs> so then they get the charts. The aliens now have are traveling with them. They help 
their ship because their ship ran out of gas. They, yeah, they were plummeting, and then the <laughs> yeah. aliens picked them up, and then that's how they met the aliens. So then the aliens like swoop them up into this like sack. It looks like a like a ball sack. <laughs> they're carrying them back to the mothership, the space station, and they like swing them so that they can get into the ship. General Hammond is still pissed off, even though he, Commander Plank, and the dad all watch this butterfly stingray alien deliver this ship back to the station. General Hammond still goes, I don't believe you. Like, how do I know that was aliens? It's what? Like, it's like uh, Cornelius Fudge. <laughs> exactly. Like, I still don't believe that Voldemort's back. Yeah. How many times do you need to be told by several people? <laughs> it's like I 1,500 just... people saw them, Fudge. <laughs> what do you mean Voldemort's not back? It's the same thing. <laughs> it's so stupid. Did you see what? all those dead bodies? That was him. They even... But even... Plank goes, what is that? It's like a rainbow. Which, it's blue and purple at the time. Later <laughs> it becomes a rainbow, but at the time it was just blue and purple. Yeah. Well, they get to the ship. They tell General Hammond, hey, the spaceship is too damaged, and uh, we're not going to survive. We need the aliens to help us push us back into orbit. And General Hammond goes, um, no, I'm not, I'm not allowing anything. And they're like, well, the aliens won't do it if you're not nice. They won't do things that they aren't asked to do. Yeah. It's again, like all these aliens are super polite. <laughs> well, cause when, when Margie comes clean about the whole not being kidnapped or telling her dad she was kidnapped to Xenon, yeah. Xenon's like, okay, well you have to tell him that you're not kidnapped. And she's like, okay. So she goes to call her dad and somehow she, and she's like, I'm not good with technology. And she somehow screws it up so badly that <laughs> he can't hear or see her, but she can hear and see him. And he basically is saying, we have to take this whole thing apart and make it a core. So that's right. Yeah. So you're kind of going, why wouldn't he go, okay, well let's give the aliens a shot since my plan is to just get the bare bones. Right. Which then the aliens without, <laughs> without asking, yep, put the thing together exactly. So they don't. They do it anyway because now parts of the station are literally flying off. Remember, there were several parts that now the aliens have to go catch it and bring it back to the yeah, ship they, because whenever they would like, <laughs> whenever they would send people to Earth, they would take that section of the ship and chop it off. Right. So there's just these parts flying in space, and the aliens all take them and put them back together like a puzzle, and then they they push them back into orbit. And Xenon goes, "They're pushing us back into orbit," and then the general is like, "Oh, oh. sick!" The general says, "I believe in aliens now." And it's like you did it when you first saw the stingray. I don't know. It does, None of the end of this made any sense. Also, I'd like to note from the point there, all of them are in the ship to the almost the end of the movie. Protozoa is creepily next oh, to yeah. Nebula and has his hand on her and his arm around her. Yeah. The whole entire and, uh, and rest of the movie. <laughs> Melissa pointed it out once, and then it was all we could notice for the rest of the movie. I was like, wait, he still has his hand on her. Please just take your hand off her. And She's then it, a child. Yeah, because then it was like, oh, well, let's like justify it because he put his arm around Aunt Judy, too. And, <laughs> and, then later, and then later it was still on Nebula, like in a totally <laughs> different scene. And we both were like, that's weird. And I was then, like, what's going on over there? And then he gets... Can we oh. skip? Should we go to like the very end of the movie? Well... Yeah, let's just talk about what happens for the rest of this. So, finally, they're back in orbit. They can now bring people back to Earth. Mm -hmm. Nebula's back. Her family's back. All um, the people that we didn't see move are back. Plank and General Hammond decide, okay, we're going to co-run this space station together. Yeah. And then Plank and Aunt Judy are having their wedding, and Protozoa is performing at the wedding. 
And honestly, the song that they play, kind of a slapper. <laughs> yeah, it I'm wasn't bad. It's not, it's no zoom, 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 boom, boom, supernova girl. Yeah. But it wasn't bad. But the whole time, Protozoa was being weird with Xenon and Nebula and Margie. Well, he says, I'm dedicating this song to Xenon. And then when he starts but this singing. this is when he has the nice hair. Yeah, he does have the nice hair in this. Ooh. But then he starts singing and then he like. Uh, gets up in her face. It like, makes me like, really uncomfortable. Like nose to nose weird. But then Orion comes behind her. And then we get some weird eye look at the two of them. And it's like all of a sudden they said, you know what? No, Orion and Xenon should be a couple. Yeah, Orion comes from the from behind. And it's also really scary. I would be scared if I turned around and he was just standing there smiling at me. Yeah, because that's then, what he's doing. And she turns around and she just looks at him and then is like, this is the love of my life. Exactly. And no words are spoken. They just look no. at each other like, oh, hey, I like they, you now. They look at each other and breathe through their mouths. They go... <laughs> And then, like, awkwardly half smile with each other. And then she, and then she turns, turns around and watches Protozoa and starts dancing again. And then he backs up. If you noticed, he backs up way in the back of the crowd. And then he's standing there clapping as well. Yeah. But, like, what was the point of that? No words were spoken. I hope that he's not in the second, in the third one. I because don't know. that'd be so funny. They, like, would hint be at a romance and, and then, then nothing that, happens. They never followed up with it. <laughs> oh, man. It was just bad. <laughs> And then, and then Margie's like, yeah, I'm living here now. And then there's a weird thing between general and commander. It's because Margie convinced her dad and said, hey, I want to stay on here. Since you're going to be working up here all the time, why can't I just stay up here in space? And he's so like, right. he allows her. Yeah. Then, then the general is just walking around in the crowd, weirdly swaying. It's so weird. It makes me uncomfortable. The end of this movie is very uncomfy. What was your moral of the story? Uh, my moral of the story is don't take things from people without asking politely. Mine was don't take things from people without asking politely. Unless you're helping them, then you can do whatever the hell you want. Also, this movie <laughs> also ended with a freeze frame again. Oh, yeah. that. Oh, my gosh. I cannot. We watched this movie and then the, oh, next, the next, next movie also ends in a freeze frame. And, and we both literally went, No! <laughs> I swear, I will be so happy when I watch Disney Channel movies that don't end in the freeze frame. They don't do that now, do they? They, there can't be, it can't possibly be that they're still doing that, right? I feel like, I guess I don't know because I haven't I feel watched like any Camp recent Rack ones. might have ended in a freeze frame. So did High School Musical, I think, maybe. But I still consider, those are all before 2010. If anything, That's 2010 true. and beyond ends in a freeze frame... You are insane. I can't remember if like Starstruck <laughs> or Geek Charming or Let It Shine. I'm saying is please. I think Let It Shine might end in a freeze frame. <laughs> I swear. Anyone who's watched been a recent while, Disney Channel movies, are they still doing freeze I don't frame think, endings? I don't think Zombie ends in a freeze frame. I could okay. be wrong, but well, I don't think they do. I guess we're just going to have to see, but come on. No <laughs> more freeze frame ends. Stop. Just stop. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay, well, bye. Bye. Out, all alone, wrapped up in 